welcome, welcome to Horrorphobia. Oh my god, he made it! A spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and the horrorphobics alike. Never saw yeah, them titties. So. I can't imagine why. Those destroy the child. Learn your lesson. We have to have some Halloween spirit. Show us your balls or get the fuck out! Without further interruption, let's celebrate and suck some dick. Hey there, walking meatloafs, and welcome to Horrorphobia, a spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and the horrorphobics alike. I'm your host, Jake. Next to me is my wife, Emily. Hello. Across the internet, we have our friend, Ryan. Hey, what's up? And all across the slutty, slutty pond of an internet, we have our friends, Ian and Jake. Hello. Hi. Uh, we are a group of lifelong friends who review horror movies. Why horror movies? Because I love them. And I hate them. We have a great episode for you today. On this episode, we will be reviewing 1981's American Werewolf in London. Uh, first, we will do our movie synopsis, our spoiler-free review. Then we'll get everyone's score for the film. We review on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being... <laughs> 10 being... A... <laughs> Then Ryan, acting as a resident scaredy cat, will rate the spook factor of the film. And then we will begin our spoiler-filled walkthrough of the film. Oh, shit. Is this where I say that we do? Exactly. I'm pulling up the script right now. <laughs> uh, we're here. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So uh, I will do uh, behind-the-scenes information. Guilty, and... no such thing. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and I'll provide critical reception upon the release. And if it applies, I'll provide production budget versus box office gross, and then we'll get into our own personal likes and dislikes of the film. And then after the review, we're all going to play a game. This week's game is going to be uh, critical perception mainly because we played it last week and uh, Emily had to leave for an emergency. So we decided we would play it again and uh, get her double in. down, run yeah. it back. Yeah. So, I tried to avoid it, but I can't. Um, <laughs> I only got to play. <laughs> so like I said before, uh, the movie this week is 1981's American werewolf in London. The synopsis is this an American werewolf in London. is about two friends, David and Jack who are backpacking in the UK on a semester abroad. They eventually ignore all warnings and decide to walk through the moors on countryside England on a moonlit night and end up attacked by a strange beast. After the attack, our one friend David ends up discovering that he may have inherited the curse of the werewolf. Review is this. American Werewolf is one of my favorite horror films ever made. After more than 40 years, the special effects in this film are still outstanding to look at. The comedic elements of this film still makes me laugh after all the rewatches I've given to it. When discussing movies about werewolves, it's hard to find one more satisfying and enjoyable than this one. And if you haven't seen this film, you should kill yourself. Oh. <laughs> Tonight, before the full moon. <laughs> That's why I'm giving this Four, film 48 hours. <laughs> I'm giving this film 9.8 Nazi werewolves out of 10. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Ryan, what are you giving this film? 
With a bit of skepticism, I watched An American Werewolf in London and surprisingly ended up very satisfied. I had yet to find an 80s horror movie that captures my attention the way The Shining does. And while this film is certainly not as deep, it is a well-made movie that's aware of its strengths and uses them incredibly well. The characters don't exactly jump off the page to me, but they're serviceable at the very least. But what impressed me the most was the film's apparent awareness of its visual limitations. When practical effects could be used effectively, they were. And when they weren't, a combination of quick shots and POV perspectives give you exactly what you need without unintentionally making the scene hilarious. And speaking of hilarious, when the movie wants to be funny, it is. All these years later, and most of the jokes still hold up, and that's quite impressive in my eyes. It's a gem of a movie and has great rewatch value, which is just the cherry on top. And I gave it an 8.5 murdered hobos. Nice. Emily, what are you giving this film? I forget how much I like this movie every time I watch it. I always know that I like it, but it's always more violent and funnier. I feel like it gets more violent and more funny every time I watch it. Um, So I'm (laughs) going to give this movie a 8.8 out of 10 escalator deaths. Nice. Ian, what are you giving this movie? Um, So I don't really have much written for this but i'm gonna go off my notes and uh first off i like the opening credits i'm a big like 60s music fan so the cover of blue moon has uh been stuck in my head for the past day or so Mm. Um, and uh, i love the work and time that went into the effects of this movie Mm. um i'd imagine it was a lot of work and time um also spoilers but i love the uh decaying visual of jack through the scenes that was probably like my favorite Mm -hmm. um so overall i love the concept of the movie so i am also giving it an 8.5 balloons stolen by naked men yeah (laughs) twins 8.5 naked men stole my balloons um (laughs) other jake what are you giving this film uh it's i had a lot of fun watching this movie it's it's funny and there was a lot of you could tell there was a lot of like uh care put into the behind the scenes all across the board on this movie between sound and visual um so yeah it was a good time i think like ryan mentioned uh the they knew their strengths and weaknesses and i think having a crew that can make all that stuff shine and make a movie work it can especially with i don't know i hadn't looked into we'll get into budget and stuff but uh it couldn't be terribly high but it could have been a disaster and this movie just shines you know like to the cult classics uh status it has now um this movie was only made like i think like a year after the shining so it was kind of a similar as from where we started it was kind of a turn of where cinematography could go especially in the genre of horror i feel like people really started getting their feet about them as far as like effects and what you can and can't do on screen um so yeah i'm gonna give this one a 7.1 chinese vampires on the international space station (laughs) (laughs) is that like a is that like a news clipping that's in the movie Nope. 
there is no rules with this scale. No rules. <laughs> I love He's like, goes. no one's gonna take uh, this one. I love it. It's my it's my upcoming project. Yeah. That was gonna be a flop. Yeah, that was the subject of a last podcast. Critically panned. That's cool with me. I don't think yeah. that's me at all. I'm down. I'm down. It, made, it was the funniest one. <laughs> I stole mine. So. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, Emily, let, Emily let you borrow one. I yeah, had two. It you. still was she, not one of the funniest. You bailed ones. me out. <laughs> uh, so, Ryan, uh, what as far as the spook factor, what are you giving this film? Um, It was a, a 3.2. Uh, 3.2 scary faces uh and that's it's why that's why because of yeah. the, the spoiler we'll get into later but um yeah it was it wasn't you know super scary but it definitely hit the the needle a little more than some of the other you know older movies that we've gotten into yeah um it was gory that doesn't bother me as much but uh it definitely it, it had its moments uh but yeah 3.2 nothing will ever touch hereditary so. <laughs> I'll never be scared again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess now we'll transition into our spoiler filled walkthrough. <laughs> all right quit farting around and let us know about the critical reception of this film um i did a little more research this time on critical reception and i found some reception upon release um this reviewer roger ebert called it weird and unfinished while janet maslin asserted that it backfires because of landis's callow tone so People had some mixed reviews when it released, but yeah. mm. after several years, it's gone up. And IMDb at seven point five out of ten, Rotten Tomatoes it's eighty nine percent. So yeah. it's oh, yeah. grown they're, a little. They're dead do, now. Yeah, yeah. We just needed a couple generations. The yeah. kids we love it. We killed them. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a review from Google by christina havens and she said if you love 80s homoeroticism lycanthropy mm. and practical effects all set to a surreal and perfect soundtrack this is the film for you check 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 mm -hmm. check, yeah. check 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 yep. Yep. all of the oh, above yeah. all right and uh, what's the oh ryan does a box office budget box office budget so we had a six million dollar budget uh so wow. a a decent amount but not overly you know you could see how it was used yeah. um i, I feel mean, like a lot of it no, there's no famous actors in it besides kermit um yeah <laughs> a lot of the the budget went into the practical effect usage and where they did use it uh it was very effective so uh that was a good move on their part but it did make 62 million worldwide so it nice. made some monies despite its initial uh mixed reviews Oh, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. I mean, I, I feel would like think... that's. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. I just felt like that's more than. I feel like they had more money than Ready or Not. Is that right? Uh, I don't remember Ready or Not's budget. 
it might have been similar to that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like this movie probably would have you know made money at that time because it's directed by John Landis, who is you know he directed. I think he did uh, the Blues Brothers, and I know he did Animal House. Like he's yeah. mainly known for comedies, so it's kind of <laughs> like if Seth Rogen or any other you know person we associate with making mainly comedies coming out and saying, "Hey, I'm going to make a werewolf horror film," and mm. so I'm, I'm sure I'm not surprised that it made you know a fair amount of money even at the time, just you know from that perspective. <laughs> Um, so before we get into the walkthrough, I need somebody to explain to me what uh, moors means. Oh, uh, they're just a big stretch of land, of like grassland or wetland. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like a, a marsh. field. Yeah, yeah marsh. Like or, marsh. It could be okay. wet or dry. I looked it up. Or, That's not a word we use here much. Is yeah, it? we would say field can, or marsh. Yeah, probably. often or used for okay. shooting. They use it for like shooting ranges and birds yeah. or whatever yeah. to shoot them down. Okay. Uh, or it can refer to a uh, Spanish Arab. Oh, nice. <laughs> or like a, a, Mus- a Muslim in Spain. Arab? A Chinese in space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, All right. So I think, I think they're Spanish Muslims, Moors are. I think I did see that All when right. I was Googling. The Spelled the same way? Sort of. Uh, M O O R, yeah. You like put it at well, the it's end. It's also of what you do to a boat. Oh. I mean, mooring is how you park a boat at night. God. They, we we need more words. You can't have that many definitions for one word. That's ridiculous. Uh, English is a nightmare. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so, as we've mentioned in our reviews, uh, this movie centers around two friends, David and Jack, and they are backpacking through the Yorkshire moors of northern England. Uh they there's the intro is just like it's pretty long intro lots of credits but a lot of really beautiful scenery what was the song ian that you said that they were using there it's blue moon moon blue, blue moon. Yeah, every lots every of uh movie has it's it's every song that has moon in the title that's yeah, what i was gonna say a lot of moon yeah. references in the songs that they use a lot of area 51 cover songs <laughs> shout out area 51 shout, shout out. i'm pretty sure those guys <laughs> they did were bad bad moon rising they did, i like that uh, rising but i wouldn't I, i'm glad i didn't have to hear that uh, i heard that yeah. i've heard that song 10 million times too I, many I, times i played that guy on a guitar 20 million times too many Terrible. um but uh so they are backpacking uh they get dropped off they're they're riding in the back with some some goats or something right they're like some some farmer or something's got them in the, the back with some goats. They just you take them as far as they can go. They get dropped off and they hike to a a pub called the Slaughtered Lamb. Yep. Yeah. And uh, they make some comments about the name before they even go in. I want to share uh, with that on it. I wonder if no, they Slaughtered did. Lamb. Oh, yeah. nice. I about it. I, like it was on my watch list on eBay for forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, "What happened? What happened to the lamb?" And he's like, "It's obvious." I mean, the thing is, like, that when I heard that question, I was like, "It's obviously slaughtered." Yeah, like that's why it's not in there. It's been slaughtered. Context. Uh, I mean, yeah. Look exactly. Context. <laughs> read. Read. The they, time. they go in, and there is this record scratching moment of you know everybody just turns and looks at the newcomers coming in. The you don't belong here. Obviously, everybody in this pub are regulars. 
That's how I feel um, when I go to the the diner, the coffee cup. Everyone just turns oh, around. Oh, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it kind of reminded me of the Wicker Man, the pub yeah. scene in the at the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This whole yeah. beginning of the movie is very Wicker Man esque. I feel mm. like. It's I think just we 80s have, movies. Like, a taste in movies. Yeah. There, there's a movie that came out like a few years ago, and I don't know, like it was just on Netflix, and uh, I was just running through. It's it's called The Trip. Uh, it stars Rob Ryden and Steve Coogan, and they're just. It's like a. It's almost like a fake documentary. Like it's not fake, but it's like they play themselves in real life, and they like the first one is they travel to northern england and which is what they where they're in in this movie and like they're going to like little inns and like seeing the north of england which like kind of is like its own place like entirely than like say scotland or or southern england but also they mention in this movie that they're going to italy afterward like they're americans abroad and they're going to italy and that's I think that's in the next movie, in the follow-up to the trip. Uh, they go to Italy after that, and then in the third movie, they go to Spain. But it yeah. instantly made me think of it because these like two guys who are like cracking jokes and like, uh, like obviously like trying to like, like go on this like coming of age adventure and like travel across Europe. But uh, then they're just goofing around and like obviously know each other well and that's what the trip was like filled with that stuff and that instantly reminded me of that i'm like oh this is like following the same pattern as just like two friends like off on an adventure together it's like without a paddle it. type shit yeah a little like, bit it's like if lat- if, had, if jack friends. had survived yeah then they just keep going yeah. and have a good time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. getting into mishaps and yeah but uh, th- that's what set. The- I was like, right off the bat, I'm like, they're in the same place as this movie that I was just, I, I was just thinking of it recently because I had a dish that they had like, I, uh, in in the show, and I was like, oh, that reminds me of this movie. And then I watched mm-hmm. American Werewolf, and I was like, oh, this is kind of the same same concept except werewolves. Should we right. do that too? Would have made the other trip. movie better. Go yeah. on a trip. That trip, the exact trip. Go to go uh, to north. I'm kind of afraid now. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that's stay in the two Star rating is going to keep me away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a crazy but, uh, tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're cold, right? And they go into this pub and they're asking for like some kind of like they, they want hot soup. They don't have that. They don't get food at the pub. But they're they're getting a real cold shoulder from both the the patrons of the bar and also the uh, bartender herself and they asked for coffee they said no and she's like if you want something hot it's gonna have to be tea and they're like so you have tea and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time i laughed <laughs> and that's when i i kind of felt the the vibe of the movie and i was like oh like i see the kind of humor they're doing it's yeah. almost like an americanized version of british comedy yeah um is this an american made movie yeah okay yes yeah i don't know <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she's like, I can make some if you like. And they're like, yeah, that'd be great. Now, Jack notices on the wall there is a five-pointed star he refers it to, which uh, stars are five points usually. That, But, like, he obviously was referring to that it's uh, some kind of a, a um, I guess. You can, a, have, you can have a different pointed stars. 
when you think of a star, though, it's like when you're. It's like, like how you, you draw it, like how you're. When you're learning the shape in, in kindergarten, they, they teach you the shape of the star. It's five points. Like again, we're American werewolves. Other uh, cultures could teach you different stars. Like yeah, maybe. Jews. It's like Jews. Yeah, they have <laughs> ways so, so many points. So many different stars. Uh, um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk about Jews, Jake just gets so uncomfortable. <laughs> Me? No, I'm looking. I'm looking at host Jake, and he's just rolling his eyes. Yeah. I was like, for some reason, we can't keep faces races out of discussion. Well, no. Well, <laughs> I'm, in the movie, I'm saying we have Jewish star factually has more than five points. It's an. I'm yeah. just saying our star is an anglicized star. If we were to go to other cultures, they'd have an eight-pointed star or a six-pointed star or, yeah. hell, a seven-pointed star. Yeah. But this oh. one specifically was probably in reference to, like, a pentagram. Um, and I think he refers that... to it as a pentacle, which I thought was weird. Um, yeah. Usually people but... say pentagram, but. I wonder if there's a difference. Well, there wasn't a circle around it, so I think maybe the pentagram is with the circle. Maybe I don't know, but and there was like some candles around it, and they kind of make some like quips about like maybe it's like warding off evil spirits or something. But uh, he kept he keeps asking them to ask about it, and they do, and the people get even more pissed at them when they ask about it. The guy was playing darts, and he's like, "You made me miss." <laughs> I've never missed that board in my life. He's like, I'm sorry, we should leave. And they go to leave. And the the one thing that they're told before they leave is to like stay away from the moors and to beware the moon. And they leave this place. The bartender is pleading with the men, the patrons of the bar, saying that you can't let them go out there. Uh, you should go after them. And they're like, it's, it's in God's hands now because they know what's out there. Now, as David and Jack are, are walking, it begins to rain. And both the our two friends and the people in the slaughtered lamb pub hear some howling. And the way that this, this whole intro is shot reminded me a lot of a skit because of how quick firing a lot of it was like it was almost shot like a skit if you know what i'm talking about like especially like the when they're walking and, and talking about you know like oh like what was that and stuff it reminded me of actually like our wilderness skit that we that we shot a while ago <laughs> yeah which is still on youtube by the way um <laughs> we'll if link you want to see it you, no we won't link it if you want to see it specifically message us and we'll send it to you um but yeah so they uh they are walking, it begins to rain, and they start kind of quickening their pace when they're hearing that this howling is getting closer and closer. They also Back immediately the walk off the trail. Like, why? Yes. Just and it goes, whoops. You're somewhere you don't know. Why would you not walk on the trail? Like, where are you? Yeah, they, do you know right. where you're going? They yeah. went into the moors. Yeah. They went right in the moors, and he goes, whoops. Uh, so the bartender of the slaughter lamb eventually co convinces the men to go after them. Uh, but back out, it's too late because uh, David and Jack are attacked by a werewolf. And first, uh, Jack is just fucked up, just shredded mm -hmm. to bits. He is screaming for help. David starts to run away. 
Uh, but he's like, remembers that that's his friend. So when he goes back, the werewolf is not there, but he just sees that Jack's body is just absolutely ripped apart. Um, and then he himself is attacked by the wolf, uh, bites and scratches him on his face and his shoulder. Uh, but then you hear gunshots and the villagers from the slaughtered lamb have uh, appeared and, and shot the wolf. Uh, before falling unconscious, David looks over and sees the bloody body of a naked man lying next to him. Now, does anybody know why Jack was just like naked? Like, oh. I think it was the werewolf was naked. Yeah, it was the yeah. lunatic. The dude. Oh, I thought. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I nice. thought he was looking at at Jack, and I was like, "Why is Jack naked all of a sudden?" No, it's the werewolf. Okay. And it's the, as you learn later, it's because they get feverishly hot before. Yeah, they, it's so it. fucking hot here. Fuck. <laughs> Um, so he passes out, uh, David wakes up in a London hospital, uh, doctors and nurses inform him that he's been unconscious for three weeks since the attack and that his friend Jack is dead. Also that he's circumcised. It, <laughs> oh yeah. He knew that, like, <laughs> but they wanted to let him know. That was so funny. She's like, I think he's Jewish. And like, they're like, how would you know? She's like, I had a peak. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like that's not appropriate uh and the doctor comes in and he's like a dick like the doctor was such an asshole like he does the same move to both of the nurses where he's like surely there's something else you could be doing and they're like oh fuck yeah okay and then he goes to the next one he's like can i fucking help you and she's like oh shit okay and she she goes off uh so they question david there's a, a american representative uh, that comes in to basically speak on David's behalf. And he gave the police their permission to question him about what happened. The story was that there was a lunatic that uh, murdered Jack, his friend and severely injured David. Uh, David's trying to, you know, he said, no, it was an animal. And they're like, well, we have witnesses and, you know, we, we, we know what it was and that's all we need from you. Thank you very much. The guy that uh, questioned him, that's Frank Oz of the Muppets and Yoda. Oh, that's the voice of Kermit? Kermit and Yoda? Nice. Miss Piggy, yep. Wait, he does the voice of Miss Piggy too? I believe so. Huh. I'm not, I'm not up on my Muppets lore. Uh, but uh, the policeman uh, tells, yeah, he tells David that he talked to the patrons of the Slaughter Lamb and they said that Jack was killed by a recently escaped murderer. So it was like a guy who they said escaped from prison or something. And look at that. So uh, David's got to stay in the hospital for a while. He's pretty fucked up. Uh, he begins to experience these these strange dreams. The first one you see is just like him like running nude through like a forest. Uh, and the second one, when he's the same type of thing where he's running through the forest and he sees a bed, he sees like himself in like the hospital bed. Uh, and when David opens his eyes, they appear animal like and he snarls. And that was like the creepy face I was talking about. Like it was that was like it was it was a quick cut. It was almost like a jump scare. Um, that was probably the scariest part of the film right there. The transition scene later was to me, it was more like watching um, like someone break their bones. Like it was yeah. more uncomfortable, less scary. It was very effective as far as like body horror goes. But uh, 
this was the more disturbing imagery part yeah. that that which is we know that's the kind of thing that affects me more um so after being in the hospital for a few days uh david sees an apparition of his friend jack still mutilated uh he looks exactly like he did when he got attacked there's just flesh hanging off of him and like he's just like what's up man like hey like sorry to bother you david obviously is taking yeah (laughs) can i have some toast they did a very good job at the effects of this part um the flesh hanging off of him a little queasy gross yeah what's going on with me but lately stuff like that has been making me feel real gross I mean, it's just done really well, I think. But I thought that. Yeah, was- no, it was just like I said. I think the budget went into those effects. I think that was the yeah. biggest thing that they wanted. Yeah. Making it look at nice least juicy. You know, yeah, they wanted the they wanted the 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 gross parts to look gross, and yeah. they did. Um, so he sees Jack, and Jack is telling him that he's cursed. That they're both cursed really that they were killed he was killed and he was attacked by a werewolf and that because of being attacked and killed having an unnatural death he he says that jack is now doomed to limbo uh to to you know he's essentially a zombie slash ghost type of thing where he's like in this in between because his body's still decaying, but he also other people can't see him. So he's not like a full-fledged zombie, but he's also not a ghost. Yeah. It's like this weird like in-between thing. And technically, I mean, I feel like he shouldn't be seeing him, right? Because, I mean, I love this movie, but he shouldn't be seeing him because he didn't kill him. Like, his, the werewolf that killed him is dead, so he should already have moved on, but I guess. Well, I think it's... I. I I, what I took it as is that the he's part of the bloodline now, like that specific werewolf bloodline now transferred onto David. So even though the other werewolf was killed, now but that guy didn't David kill anyone has, else that he's seeing. He's not seeing anyone else. London's a big place. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't I know. I, I mean, I think it's almost like Shining rules, like to where like it's it's. And I think it's made apparent in this movie. It's almost like a grief, like a, like a stand-in for grief. Like yeah. it, it's it. None of it's real, but it's like real enough to the person who's experiencing it. So like, even if he had to try and explain it to someone, it would probably be like, uh, you know, which he tries in the movie, and it's like mm-hmm. it sounds like the ravings of a like you're crazy. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar with like The Shining, to where it's like. It doesn't like it doesn't follow any rules because it's like a I don't know. I guess in the shining too it, it's leaving physical stuff too and just like uh his friend uh or I think it's Jack uh can open yeah. doors and do things physically. But I think that's probably in like I guess in movies it's different, but it just it feels like it's an unreliable narrator, like to where it's like uh like it could just all be a hallucination or none of it could be or like everything he could have opened the door and he's just imagining like almost like Jack is like his imaginary friend at this point. Yeah. Um, so okay. I don't know. 
I think I it's just and even his clothes is like the people sh- if like his body's decaying like I guess his clothes would be too but it's like his clothes would have been taken off his body like I don't know it just seems like it's a emotional response from the person yeah. who's cursed yeah, I kind of feel that way about him decaying too. Like I feel like it's just showing that time is running out until the next full moon. Yeah, I don't know mm. if he's like his like form is actually decaying. It's just and like, it could be it could be in his head that's just confirming his now his newly acquired instincts. Yeah, that are just coming out in the form of hallucinations. You know, because the thing is, is that everything that Jack said was correct. Yeah, yeah, but that just could be stuff that David. Now you know instinctually knows now. Yeah, like, yeah, like oh, I'm a fucking seen, werewolf. I mean, I'm seeing pick- animals respond to him and stuff too. Yeah, and I'm picking at it, but it's literally the. I don't think I've ever seen that trope imitated in any other werewolf film, but it's one of my favorite tropes of this film. Yeah, is his friend continually coming back and telling him that he's got to kill himself to break the curse. Yeah. So yes, I'm picking it apart. That's so, one of my favorite things about it. So, <laughs> so that's, they don't usually make werewolves like these tortured, like, well, I guess they kind of mm, do because they don't, they kill people still, Yeah, but there's no think, other sort of dilemma other than that. So I like that. I, I may be like, uh, transposing like stuff I've been reading lately, but I feel like it's an ego thing too. Like it's like, I'm not trying to get to like the deep meaning of this movie, but I kind of am. Okay. Uh, there's like grief. There's like an ego with grief to where it's like you're like building up your victims, like to where uh, it's almost like uh, you'll you'll see in like movies where there's like an imaginary friend or like that's a like a schizophrenic case, like to where this person is like acting in as like a physical manifestation of the person's ego telling them to like keep going or do certain things like almost like a like an angel or a devil on your shoulder telling you what to do yeah like it seems like that to where it's like we're and even in even at the end of the movie it's like you you're just kind of left with like even that i mean we the closer one is when you see the lunatic and they're out of their werewolf form but it's like what is everybody seeing it's again it's like an unreliable narrative so like to where i don't know if they were actually seeing a werewolf or we just made to think that's what they were seeing you just can never mm. know so it's it's easy to put these ideas onto things to where it's like well it's the person with the curse or the person like basically empowering these like uh these spirits that are plaguing them like yeah. no one else can see them, so it's your ego propping them up, um, almost like I think uh, someone made reference to. Like I haven't seen it, but um, I think it's called a show called Mister Robot. Like there's like a person, like basically like a handler. It's like we all have those, like, and it's just our own ego. Like the mm-hmm. thing, that, the thing that we're facing is ourselves, you know, or our ne- right. our nega self or whatever shadow yeah. self like as far as Jung is concerned or like the archetypes yeah there's there's a there's a song by um uh, uh super american about like ego death about like like but like physically naming his ego jeff and like the oh. death of his ego oh, yeah um that's pretty cool but anyways uh so that's one of the 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 big through lines of through the rest of the movie is that like they or yeah david needs to kill himself 
to break this this curse. Like he needs to kill himself before the full moon, before something happens. Um, and also that will simultaneously save people from being murdered by, you know, and continuing the cycle and also free Jack from his limbo. Um, now, one of the nurses, Alex, uh, she's the, the more attractive nurse, uh, has taken a liking to David, even though he's this like pretty like loopy, you know, from, from an outside perspective, like would seem like a crazy person, the things he's talking about. Um, but she becomes attracted to him and asks him if he's got a place to stay in London and invites him back over to her place. I don't know if there's anybody listening that might also do that, but don't, I think that's a really bad idea. Don't ever, especially with a guy who just actually assaulted you at your job. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He yeah he kissed her beforehand yeah he literally just like he kissed her and he's like I had a bad dream Mwah. um loved it she also got sexually assaulted by that uh, kid who spanked her on the ass too when she was like Absolutely. like oh, talking yeah. to all the kids it was the eighties <laughs> my brother used yeah. to do that he used to spank people in public at that age he mm. called them bumpy mm. and then he'd run away bumpy yeah I don't know why but it was really funny <laughs> arrest them all I say everybody under eight. <laughs> round them up until they're done uh so but she invites him back over he goes there this would have been my if we were doing blowjabber of the week the quote that i would have had was when she was like i'm a working girl so don't expect much (laughs) glug 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 (laughs) uh but they they show up at the apartment and she gives him a tour and they end up in the bedroom where she's like uh, this is the bed, and he's like, "There's only one of the bed. Like, what? Are, what are we gonna do about that?" And she's like, "Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I want to fuck you, basically." Is what she said. And then, in more words than that, I think she said, um, "I find you very sad and attractive, and I've only taken seven lovers in my life. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm gonna go take a shower." And then they 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 fuck. It was the weirdest. This movie like, was written yeah. by a man. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. that doesn't it really happen. No, that's crazy. Especially with a like, she reminds me of like a hotter Maggie Gyllenhaal with a British oh, yeah. accent. You think about, I can see that. Every time I see this movie, I look her up, and I haven't seen her in anything else. But she looks so familiar to me. Maybe it's because mm. I've seen this uh, movie. She's like attractive, but you can also see the eighty-year-old woman. Like mm. underneath, she definitely has like a getting more and more beautiful as she grows older. You mean? Yeah, no, she's still. <laughs> no, I mean, she, like I said, she's very like. There's just certain people you look at them, and you're like, I can see you 30 it's, years. From it's now. your little upturned nose. That's why. Yeah. I can like hear you lovely. scoffing at her, like as you look at a, a 30 year old her. Like, oh, I can see your old Gross. bones in there, bitch. Disgusting. That's too old. I can see you're not gonna age well. No, I think she uh, aged. She probably <laughs> aged, aged amazingly well. I'm sure. Um. Okay. All right. Uh, we can confirm that. Yeah. But, let me see. Uh, she. Um. So they go. They have sex in the shower. Uh. I think there was a missed opportunity of a scene here. Um. Because what I was waiting for was a scene where he was hallucinating again, and like maybe while they were having sex, he just tears her apart like starts like digging his nails into her back and just starts shredding her. Like that's kind of where I thought I was going to go and it didn't go there. 
I thought that was a missed opportunity. He has a like a, a hallucination, like in the perspective of the wolf, where like some like a bad neighbor is like spraying him with a hose, like bad dog, bad dog. <laughs> He's just like, ah. just I mean, you can probably only like I'm sure, I'm sure that they felt like they could only do so many nightmare, you know, fake outs in a yeah. in a movie before people were like, all right, come on. So maybe they had already reached their limit by that time and. So oh yeah, that's something to bring up too. There, so there was earlier. There was, uh, or is it this? Is it this night? Oh, it is this night. Yes. Um, so after they go to sleep, there is a fake out of. Nope, I'm wrong. There's two. There's. I missed so many dream sequences. Okay, so there was one earlier where he's with his family back in America. Yeah, watching <laughs> and. Sesame Street? Muppets. No, Muppets. Because it's Muppet. Carpet. They're watching the Muppets, and uh, just a bunch of like Nazi monsters just break in and shoot up the place, and then slit his throat. That's why you said it was. The... Yeah, Nazi werewolves. <laughs> yeah, it was the most ridiculous scene, but I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Then, and then he wakes up and the nurse is in the room with him, Nurse Alex. And like he's like, I had a bad dream. She's like, I got just the thing for that. And then one of the Nazi monsters breaks through the window and kills her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, he, then he wakes up again. Um, that would be yeah, good so he's, up for a blowjob, too. Just the way you described yeah, it. Like, yeah, I got just the thing yeah. for it. I got just the thing for that. <laughs> just blows the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's filming. He's just like cocked in the corner. <laughs> oh, oh no! He's like, oh, that's that's, that's, that's here to he kill. He sees her ass, and it's the full moon. He's like, no! <laughs> he starts changing. Uh, <laughs> Moon's out tonight. So, the night after David and Alex fuck, he goes into the bathroom, and he sees a way more decayed version of Jack. He's like, mm, "Come on, man." Like, good job top it, tapping that nurse, but you got to kill yourself. What a gotta good friend. do it. I mean, yeah. kind of. That was your like, last I'm meal. I'm glad you're getting laid, but kill yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He was, his heart was in the right place. He's like, yeah. I'm not exactly having a good time here, man. Like, can you, can you hurt, speed this shit up? Uh, but he doesn't do it. He's, you know, he's talking to somebody. Alice can hear the voices, comes out, and he's like, oh, I was just talking to Jack. And she's like, She's like, I'm finding you like a cross between very attractive and very sad. I'm like, no, fuck that. She, a normal person would be like, you're fucking insane. Get yeah. out of my house. Yeah. But again, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. 80s written by a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, they kind of they kind of showed her tits. What that was like that was a thing. I feel like back in the 80s. I'm, I'm noticing now. I haven't watched a lot of 80s movies, but I feel like in a lot of 80s movies, they always have the main girl show her tits yeah 80s boobs. And I feel, good. yes and i feel like in like like nowadays in like movies if even it's like especially you know obviously an r-rated movie or whatever it's like they're gonna show tits but it's always just like an extra secondary it's like just sheer yeah 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 it's like Layers not like the deep. main girl's tits yeah yeah give but me like give me the shiniest the, beads you know yeah i want to see the shiniest beads <laughs> yeah but this one yeah uh they kind of there's it was dark but you could kind of see him but whatever man (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> you can only fit so much in an hour 37. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, David's left alone in the morning in the apartment while Alex goes to work. Uh, there is, he, for some reason, it seemed kind of unnecessary to me, him getting locked out of the apartment and finding his way in. Well, didn't he? Like, is that the, no, wait, that's the other night. Never mind. Yeah, it just seemed like a weird thing. Like nothing really came of it, other than like the dog barking at him while he was outside. Yeah. Um, the cat, but at him, and yeah. that could have been done yeah. without him being locked out. He yeah, exactly. It was just kind of weird. And then there's like a, a montage scene of him just like being bored and like doing random shit to another moon themed song. Uh, I feel does anybody like... know that what song they used? I can't remember. That was... You know. Bad Moon. There's Bad Moon Rising. I don't know where. Uh, I know. Yeah, CCR was they, one in the middle. There's like. yeah. There's a song right before. Like they go yeah. from Moon Song to Bad Moon Rising, and but the moon, uh, uh, Bad Moon doesn't start right until the transition. So I can't. Uh, it might be Blue Moon again, or it might be another song. I don't. know. I couldn't remember. But I do know. Like Bad Moon Rising doesn't start until the transition. Yeah. And he keeps going and looking in the fridge and he keeps being like, I'm not hungry. I'm still not hungry. And I think that was just kind of just leading into the fact that like, he's not craving people food. He's craving people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there is a full moon that happens. And <laughs> he's just like, he's sitting there like reading a book or something. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh God, it's so fucking hot in here. And he just like tears off all his clothes. But then, like, the scene that follows is, is the transition scene. You said it took weeks to film, which makes complete sense. It was done so well. Yeah. yeah. The oh, the yeah. the growing of the limbs and then the the, the bones cracking and the spine yeah. readjusting. Yeah. yeah. It's like th that scene is over 40 years old, and it's insane that how mm -hmm. well it still looks in comparison to other transition mm -hmm. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was upsetting. It was upsetting to watch. I mean, I just we just saw Indiana Jones Dial Destiny and the CGI in that was way less convincing oh, than yeah. what we saw in this film. Forty years. Later. I think it's a it's a part of a werewolf transact or transaction transition. I had dude, dude goes to a werewolf thing. <laughs> I know. I was about to make a Jew joke. <laughs> I thought I was going to make an Armenian joke. <laughs> <laughs> Armenians are more like werewolves. <laughs> I guess that could be Armenian Jews. Um, he, I had never considered the painful transition, like the readjusting the bones and yeah. all that stuff. Like, you know, I kind of let it, I'd always just pictured it in my head of just like growing hair and getting like bigger muscles and obviously your snout grows or whatever. But the, like the brutal body horror of of every little piece of him just changing was it was very well done, very effective. Yeah, uh, very gross. I was smiling and cringing at the same time while watching it, but great scene. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he just goes on a killing spree throughout the city. Uh, kills what we find out in the morning is what six people or something that night. Um, uh, three homeless people and then the couple, and then the guy, and then the guy then in the, the guy, subway. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, six. Um, and this is where the expert, what I would consider expert, uh, withholding of showing everything, 
um, because you show too much and it's it's not going to be as convincing, especially with the scene in the subway where it's a, a lot of it is just the point of view from the werewolf's eyes chasing after the guy, just his reactions to the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, murder not murder not an escalator. Perfectly yeah. edged. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he wakes up in a zoo. Yep. Uh, he's he's naked in a wolf's pen, and the wolf's just like, "What's up, friend?" <laughs> like you know, <laughs> sees him as a peer. Yeah. And he's just like, "Oh, around, like, around the water cooler." Nice wolf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's naked and he's like hiding in a bush, <laughs> and he's calling to this kid like, "Hey, kid, come over here!" <laughs> and like he's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm the balloon thief." <laughs> On a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'll give you come over here, I'll give you a pound. He doesn't even say dollar. <laughs> Kids think that's so, not a thief. I'll give you two pounds. <laughs> why would a why would a balloon thief pay for balloons? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. But yeah, he's he steals the balloons. He runs by and steals some lady's red jacket. Um and he meets back up with Alex. Um, now, he has this this newfound like swagger about him. Yeah. Like, he feels really good. He feels like like powerful and like confident. And what I can only attribute to like the 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 you just get you have this newfound like he's fed. Yeah, yeah, you're fed, well, and then well also fed, just Tony. like I feel like. Like the testosterone and like uh, instinctual like rage that's been displayed of yeah. like a beast and just like feeling like like he just feels like a man. Yeah. Like he's just like, I'm a fucking like and then he immediately wants to he's trying to fuck Alex again. And she's like, nah, like we got to go see the doctor. Now, David's doctor, Hirsch, had traveled to the site of where this original werewolf attack had happened in east proctor he goes to the the pub and they're like playing dumb about the whole thing because he's like oh like you know awful business that happened here with this escaped lunatic and they're like what are you talking about and he's like oh yeah obviously you know about this and this is where it happened and uh david the the victim is saying that he saw a werewolf and like everyone's just like silent getting real pissed off and like they're they're like you need to get the fuck out of here so he was like all right i'll leave now there was one guy there that he was like a younger kid who he said it earlier in the pub he's like i'm gonna go check on the dogs when hirsch exits the pub he comes up to him and tells him like it's all real like the werewolf shit's real like you know this is a cursed town and i don't and then the the guy who was originally all uh aggressive towards the doctor comes out and is like that's enough and but at that point hirsch's suspicions one way or another have been confirmed that at the very least if it's not a werewolf itself the people at least believe it and so does david and he had mentioned that even if he's not going to be on all far all fours and howling at the mood if he believes that's what he's going to be doing, he, you know, if he's in that state of a mind, he still could hurt himself or someone else um, when the full moon happens. Uh, so 
they're on their way to the doctor and David's high that he's feeling is crashed when he hears about, you know, the six people that were murdered the night before and it clicks in his head that he must have done that. Yeah. And he, I think, <laughs> this was, I think the guy that delivers that line is, uh, from, uh, snatch guy, Richie snatch. Uh, he plays brick. Oh, Cop. he's a young brick. The Cop. cab driver. Yeah. I think that's a young brick top from Snatch. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He looks so young, but you could tell in his voice and when he turns his head. Mm-hmm. But I always I love that yeah. I love that brick top ter- character. It's always what I go to. Like if I'm going to do like a like a north like a northern accent for Eng- England, I usually like start there and then work it back. Yeah. Like you go heavy into like that like like his uh, I'm not gonna do it because uh, it'll do be it. ridiculous. I'm not going to. Uh, but you dial back like the uh, the accent on it. You're like, okay, it just needs less depth or less roll. But his is a good like northern accent to go to, and then just like come down back into like something that's reasonable. Like his is so over the top. It's like John Cleese or uh, oh, who's that guy in Batman? Uh. Who plays Alfred in Batman? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Oh, name. Michael, like the new like, one, Michael Caine. It's oh. like I almost said Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> All Batman-related content here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's the cabbie. Um. Yeah. So he uh he's like I'm gonna go turn myself into the police. He's running. Alex is running after him. He goes up to to this cop that he sees, and this is my favorite scene of the movie. It's so funny. <laughs> Because he goes up, he's trying to get a. He's like, I killed those people last night, and the cops like, Yeah, okay, buddy. And he's like, No. And so he's trying to he's trying to think of a way to get arrested. So he starts just. He's like, Queen Elizabeth is a man. Prince Charles is a faggot. Winston Churchill was full of shit. And the, and the cops like, That's enough. And he's like, Shakespeare's French. Fuck what shit. Fuck shit. Like, what is this? Two thousand twenty three. He's like yelling all this shit. The cop won't arrest him. And he's like, you know, I got half a mind to arrest you. He's like, that's what I fucking want, you dumb shit. Now, if he was in America. <laughs> it would have been shot. Uh, yeah, it was. That scene was so funny to me. And I love. Now, when you look at the genre for this movie. Uh, it It's called a horror comedy. Mm. But I like which it is, but I feel like the comedy's not in your face. Like it's not like an in your face, like, oh, this is like a, a stupid like the, the jokes are are always like they feel natural. Yeah. Like they feel they feel uh like genuinely like just like kind of what would happen. Um and also, but they're just like, presented in a funny way. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to put comedy into a uh, um werewolf movie because it's a silly concept. So, yes, yeah. exactly. You have to make it a little lighter. Can't be. I think like dark the, and spooky. The whole monster like pantheon like ha- you kind of are stuck with it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just like even recently, like I don't know how much of a comedy like Renfield is, or uh, back like that's a vampire one, obviously, or like uh, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Like any any of those canon monster. Like I feel like this paved the way for. I mean, there were ones before it, obviously, but this like cemented in our age, like a a good, subtle comedy horror. Yeah, yeah. right. 
Because, uh, I mean, there are movies that, like Halloween and things like that that are funny, but, like, I mean, not to say Halloween's, like, cheesy. It kind of is, so. You mm-hmm. have those, like, teen horror movies that are cheesy right. and funny, but this is making it so that you can have a, a monster movie that's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, and I feel like the thing I liked about it is that the funny parts were supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there was a lot of, like, like you're B-movie. laughing because, yeah, yeah like, you're laughing because it's so bad. Yeah. Like, it's like the jokes were jokes and they're meant to be laughed at. And yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this next this next part was very funny. Uh, David, he, he gets away from Alex and he runs and he sees his friend Jack standing in front of, like, a porno theater and Jack kind of like, you know, calls him over and he goes into this theater. Uh, they go in and there's a porn on. And he sits down next to Jack and Jack is fucked up. He's basically a skeleton at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, what's up, man? And like, he's like, good movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, and the porn was so funny, too. <laughs> Oh, like yeah. they had to have shot that for the movie. Yeah, right? no, it was. Like, it was directed by okay, Yeah. Because so like there's a girl, the guy fucking, right? And then some dude comes in and he's like, You said you wouldn't do this shit anymore. Like it's like someone caught them fucking, right? Yeah. And, and the first guy's just like, I never said anything like that. And he's like, I'm talking to her. And she's like, I've never seen you before in my life. And he's like, Oh, and then he leaves. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> that was solid, yeah. She like what do they say on the phone and then she just hangs it up? It means like it means yeah. I can't remember, but the, the whole the whole thing was so wild but so funny. And I feel like the porno theater was a really good idea for the conversation that comes next. Mm-hmm. Because you hear like the the soft moaning in the background while they're while they're having this conversation. And Jack essentially introduces David to all of the limbo spirits of the six people that he killed. The yeah. three homeless people, uh, the guy in the subway, and the couple. The couple's the nicest to him. They're like, hey, how do you do? And they're all fucked up, like all like scarred up and shit. And they're all discussing ways that he needs to kill himself, which yeah. would that it might have been off-putting, but the fact that there are porn noises in the background <laughs> while this is happening, right before it the mood, yeah, right before this, he had he was in a phone booth, and I think I don't know if you mentioned it, but he I forgot who he was calling, but oh, he was about to kill him. Yeah, he called his family. He yeah, called his yeah. like sister and was like, "Tell mom and dad I love them. Yeah. I love you. I love whatever." Yeah, and they, they pepper in these comedy, this comedy stuff like good in between, but he had already like failed at like saying goodbye and ending it in a phone booth. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. yeah, he goes to cut his wrist, but he can't. Mm-hmm. He's like he can't bring himself to do it, and that's when he sees, uh, you know, Jack at the porn theater. But yeah. So they're in there, and and b- the prior visits of Jack to David had been kind of rejected by David. He's like telling him to get the fuck out of there. This time, he's like, "I'm happy to see you." Like he gets it now. Yeah. Um, but it's too late because the full moon happens again. Can there be two full moons in a row? Is that a, is that? I mean, the moon is 
I mean, it's, it's technically probably only f- like full, full for like a millisecond. Yeah. And then it, it goes so back. You can, to, uh, you can have a full looking moon multiple nights in a row, like three. So there's a percentage. A there's a percentage of moon that you need. I yeah. Guess. Like it's like they say full moon, but it's like if you got 97%, that's still werewolf territory. Yeah. Yeah. The occult is a lot less scientific than science. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, there probably is like a but, three, three or three day. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. In this case, so it sounds like David's coming. <laughs> like there's a there's a guy just watching David, and he's like grabbing the seat in front of him, and he's just like, uh, uh. <laughs> like the guy's looking at him, and he's like, run, get away, get away, run. <laughs> but then, like, it's like he's like obviously screaming and stuff because he's transforming. His nails start to grow, and he transforms into the werewolf. Starts just murdering everybody uh, in the the theater. A cop goes in and sees just carnage everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sees With, the wolf. This would be like the equivalent of like it, like which like the porno theater. It reminds me of like if you've seen um, like Taxi Driver, like uh, Times Square, like in the in the sixties, seventies, was like. A mess like it was gross same thing in london like trafalgar square is like a the their busiest like intersection where you'll have all these like shops and but it, yeah. again i don't know about their feet like Times square is now like uh like an like disney world um yeah. i'm not sure about trafalgar square but i think it probably went down the same route where this would not be a location nowadays just like filming like uh, the hobos outside of London Bridge reminded me of like uh, Friday the Thirteenth, like or Freddy or Jason Takes Manhattan or whatever. It's like that filming yeah. would be so impossible now, just as much impossible as like there would be like a jerk off theater. Yeah, I was like, is there still a nudie theater? Was there actually one downtown London? I feel like there was. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it was as you bad as find them as yeah. bad as Times Square. Yeah, like yeah, that's where yeah, that's was, like just like there isn't prostitutes like, and yeah. Oh, okay. At that time, for they, sure. Piccadilly cool. Square, I think, is yeah. right where that where it it's was. Piccadilly oh, Circus. So that's... Oh, Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I'm getting Trafalgar Square and Piccadilly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Piccadilly oh, okay. Circus. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's where the tube goes into. Like, there's a big, like, I feel like those are everywhere in London. But someone just oh. fart. Yeah, that sounded like a no, toot sound. I moved my mic. <laughs> it sounded like a fart. <laughs> I didn't know if you made the Jake makes that sound. I just like a ripped one. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, so the, the werewolf is uh killing a bunch of people. The cops try to lock him in, but he bursts out. It's just killing spree. The doctor calls Alex and is like, there's a disturbance down in Piccadilly uh, Circus, you said? Yeah. Okay. They head down there. Um, she sees him and she's trying to like get to him to, you know, get him to calm down. But before anything can happen, there there is some recognition of Alex in his eyes, but he leaps at her feigning an attack and the police shoot him dead immediately. Like they just pop, 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 pop. And then you just see the naked David laying there riddled with bullets. And that's how it ends. 
It's yeah. such an abrupt ending. Just, I love just the oh, end yeah. of a movie. It's my favorite. Very abrupt. Yeah. yeah. Just a boom. Yeah. I mean, that I, was another thing that brought it back to reminding me of a skit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think some people don't like that. It's kind of a small stakes, small scale ending. But I don't know. I like that. It's where it's else were you gonna go? Really small, Simple. and I don't know. Yeah, we're just used to like modern cinema that the third act has to be some kind of action set piece or whatever. And I like yeah. that it's kind of yeah, it's a horrible. very violent mm-hmm. ending. Like they were cra- cars crashing into people, running people mm-hmm. over, oh, pinning yeah. people against mm-hmm. cars. Yeah, it very was... very violent carnage going on, even yeah. outside of just the the werewolf attacks. Just the like, craziness. The people flying out of cars and yeah. getting run over. It was it was great. Yeah. I loved it. It reminded me when I'm watching. It reminded me of the uh, scene in Thirty Days of Night with the uh, with the uh, uh, the, the the chainsaw truck or whatever where like it was like running people over and oh yeah, yeah. Um, everybody was just getting torn apart and shit it's very reminiscent of that to me yeah Except yeah. just normal brits <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is better than vampires <laughs> um yeah i now uh jake host jake were you were you surprised that i like this movie no i mean like i said it, to me it's it it's my top it's in my top five like I said, my top five are all kind of tied together. Like I don't really think of this any more, you know, any better, any less than any of those others. And those are mm-hmm. uh, the thing: Evil Dead Two, The Shining, American Werewolf, and The Exorcist. They're all kind of tied together. So I don't know. At least in my what's, mind, what's the newest movie on that list? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably no, probably Evil Dead Two. Because oh, the first when was that? that when was that made? Um, my guess is like 1987, 88. I don't know. It the thing was first, five, 85, 83. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Uh, Did Hereditary not crack the list because it's too new? No, it's it, that's in my top ten. Oh, okay. Like my all right, my uh, top, my top ten is The Shining, The Thing, Evil Dead Two. American Werewolf in London, The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hereditary, The Conjuring, Oculus, and Seven. So when you go down that, my top ten, you know they're all you know some of them are decently modern. That makes sense. Those mm-hmm. those are all such like big classics. Yeah, and that, oh, like and that's yeah. the thing is like I love all three. I love all yeah. ten of those, and there's yeah. honestly the difference between you know six through ten and one through five is not much. And you know, like seven is perfect. Oculus, you know, like I guess Oculus is kind of the only weird one that's in there, but I love Oculus. I find this one weird that it's in there because this is the least deep. I feel like this one, like there's not a whole lot to think about. And I feel like the yeah, but you haven't seen a lot of your top time. You haven't seen Evil Dead 2 yet. (laughs) That's true. But I feel like a lot of your top 10 has a theme, yeah, of like kind of movies with um more of an elevated horror style yeah uh you know make you think type of movies uh this one is not that but as i said in my review it plays to its strengths that's that that wasn't its strengths it it did what it needed to do it lets you fill in the Uh, blanks too because it is about like uh like guilt and like survivor's guilt and greed right yeah, about right, he, he keeps sure. mentioning like I f- I'm going crazy, and he doesn't yeah. like he he's like 
Like it's almost like a relief when he's like, "Oh, I'm not crazy, but this is worse." Yeah, some movies are perfect mm-hmm. because of how complicated and intricate they are, and some movies are perfect because of how simple and you know mm. reduced they are. And yeah. um, and I I would say that, I mean, like I said, th- it's a very simple story, but it's got elements that have not really been reproduced in any other werewolf film. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about like I love vampire films and i think you could go on with you know debate with somebody for hours on end about what the best vampire film is but as far as werewolf films you got this one you got i guess you could say the howling um twilight well i mean like i'm talking uh, like i would focus on like like specifically werewolf films like not a yeah. vampire slash werewolves um, so- I can't believe there wasn't a spinoff of of just just werewolves for the Twilight series. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. They should really have done that, you know. So yeah. I, it was it was money to be made. I don't know why they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already went through all the lore. And thank you for being the one to bring up Twilight this episode and not me. I feel like I've done it. <laughs> Um, you know what's funny? I've never seen a single Twilight movie. I watched it for the first time last year, and I'm obsessed with it. So, so straight. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm uh, so straight. <laughs> you won't even. I'm flaming straight, dude. <laughs> this dude's so fucking flaming straight. Oh wow! Betty's just got the moistest hands. But yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm surprised that you like this film. I mean, I'm surprised you liked it as much as you do, but, but um. Because I thought that some people might have problems with the pacing of this film, or, or I like this movie the least. I didn't. I didn't feel like yeah. it was slow. Well, I did I, not that, feel like it was that's slow. That's one all. thing I'm kind of surprised. That, like some people feel like the third act kind of, pe- you know, pitters out and, um, and, yeah. So, so, I think that that would be the only complaint that most people could have about this film is that it's kind of it's a little too simple. For some people yeah. and and the ending it just kind of ends and what's some people the, don't like that what's the runtime of this movie hour 37 i think okay mm-hmm. it, I, think I think it feels so. like it goes yeah. by quickly and you know i hate a long movie mm-hmm. yeah oh so terrible. much so yeah much. uh i uh, i'm suggesting a thing that we start to do from now on tell me what you guys think about this but uh i would like to start doing roses at the end of each movie where everybody kind of picks out a rose to give to a certain scene or, you know, a line or something like that. Like kind of like a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. Um, like we have one so we don't have to do it for this one. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I want to give a rose to this scene. Like okay. it's like, you know, we do it's re- just like, like, okay. do reverse reverse order from how we reviewed these. Uh, so, so basically like you're one of your favorite things about yeah, the your film favorite or- scene. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. I like that. I would say, I guess if I had to give a rose to this, I've, I mean, I've said it pretty often in this recording, but I love, I just love the trope of your, your, all your victims are in limbo and you have to kill yourself to break the curse. And that's, I mean, it's not really a, a thing, but I don't know. Like, like no, said, that, I would say the, that counts. Like, cause it hasn't been done in any other, any other, any other werewolf film that I can think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love yeah. it. Yeah, it adds it definitely adds more than just like yeah, you know, it's a B story. Yeah, it's it's more coming, than just a like I'm attacking. That coming back and talking to him is definitely my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, yeah, same. I I would mm-hmm. say like one of the scenes where he looked like Two Face almost, like where yeah. he's like in the porn theater. Yeah, like yeah, like in mm-hmm. that that transition, like that was one of my favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Definitely my favorite rose to that. Of this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm giving a rose to the uh, the werewolf transition. Yeah, the, you know yeah. Uh, the obvious one, but got, you got, got it. You got to do it. I'm giving a rose to the nurse that made sure to check out every wiener in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Important. <laughs> got to make sure they're circumcised or not. Nah, you know. <laughs> she just has like a, a whiteboard of just hot dogs with buns and without buns. <laughs> this bedroom or this this. Bed. I have never heard of an uncircumcised penis referred to as having a bun. <laughs> uh, it's in a man bun link. I think it's in the sweetest thing starring Cameron Diaz. It's in a movie where somebody, a girl, t- tries to tell another girl that the guy's uncircumcised and so she says this this hot dog has a bun on it there's this (laughs) there's this thing in hospitals where like you take a blank piece of printer paper and you fold it into squares to like draw lines and that's how you give report on your patients like it has their initials and then everything on them on this little piece of paper um and she probably has like a little line on it and like it says this is patient a has emphysema and his dick is three inches long and <laughs> she's got she she's got it's, it has nothing to do with any of the it's oh yeah it is the girth the length <laughs> the circumcision yes or no and the color and they're like the other <laughs> nurse is like um can he eat solid food and she's like i don't know i just know that but he is promise you're asking too many questions. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. South, that's you're definitely. asking a lot of the wrong questions. Yeah, this is definitely a that's South Park funny. episode. <laughs> he's got one of those. He's got one of those two tone dicks. The yeah. one that gets it's darker at the top, and then the halfway just like, for some reason changes hue, and it's just super white tone. Yeah. <laughs> I hear he's a werewolf and a Jew. <laughs> Oh, shit. I mean, I'm giving my rose to Griffin Dune for sitting in that makeup chair. I know yeah. it's a repeat mm. from the first two we had, but yeah, that's a long ass time to get that down and to talk through that makeup and sit through it and get sp- spritzed with mist and shit. Good job. Hell yeah, dude. Rick, yeah. Rick Baker. And Je- Jenny, Jenny Agater for being a babe. Yeah, for being a babe. She's so yeah, pretty. Rose. For for being not not 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> for being some people are just made to be middle-aged. Not everyone's made to be young, you know? No. No. Yeah, exactly, you know. Yeah. Never saw I them titties. So. <laughs> <laughs> Been a while since I've thrown that one in there. I had to. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna move into critical perception. Yeah, dude. Let's yes. see how this, yep. how I do. We're going to crush it. All right, guys. This is a game for review. I'm going to be reading the first line of Rotten Tomatoes reviews. I'll let you know whether it's a, uh, a fresh or a splat review. Uh, I'm going to read three of them. And if you guys as a group can't get it in three, then I get the point. We all if, if, Do we all get one guess or we get three collectively? I would say you get one guess each. Okay. Okay. So one. Do you, I was gonna say, do we want to do like a committee and vote on one of like if we're doing three? I guess we would just vote on like three answers, but I guess we're all just gonna give one answer and see who can get it right. Yeah. Okay. 
everybody. You guys have four chances. There are four of you. So you have four guesses between the, the four of you. If you don't get it in that, then I get the point. Okay. Are we so we are we talking them out? Or yeah, you could just, you can yeah. discuss. Okay. You can discuss. Yeah. I'll let yeah. you discuss. That's Might as well not like throw like a dumb one out. Yeah. If you don't know, you so, know, let someone else use your guess. If if you uh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> first review is a splat and we have good for a handful of jumps and guilty giggles before it quickly reaches for the slipshod hokey contravances you don't expect until number two or three in the franchise guilty. i can read that again yeah can you yeah Good for a handful of jumps and guilty giggles before it quickly reaches for the slipshod. I don't know what that means. Slipshod? Reaches for the slipshod. I think, it's, it's, a, it's, a, I think it's like running roughshod. Yeah, like it's like a, it's a D, like slipshod. Duh. Yep. Slipshod. Uh, it's like roughshod. Okay. Contravances? Contrivances. What's, oh, is that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was homeschooled. Uh, hokey contrivances you don't expect until number two or three in the franchise. So what this gives you is it's a franchise. I'm feeling like since they're guilty, it would be something like Saw. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Is this uh, the only? Is this the only clue we get? This is the no, no. You get, you get. Nope. Like after every guess, you get another clue. It gets oh, okay. easier and easier. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so it's saying that that there's it's contrived. Mm -hmm. So and and they start it, it, early on. They start to like. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like the opposite of like those scenes in the American Werewolf, where it's like they don't show like their hand too early. Like this, they start to show their hand too early yeah. on in the, in the franchise. I don't. The review had two five dollar words in it, so I don't know. I mean, Absolutely, you got me. Uh, the five dollar category. I'm gonna. <laughs> I I'm gonna guess Evil Dead Rise. I don't know. I was gonna say Evil Dead. Oh. Uh, the Conjuring. Oh. oh. Well, Wait, hold on. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we're rapid firing too much. Okay. Oh. Evil Dead Rise is, is is the first guess. That is incorrect. Okay. Okay. So your next review. Oh. I got you. Okay. Uh yeah, you get more clues. Like okay. it's just it's just reviews. For just one. Oh, but we one, get one it's one collective one guess. collective guess per review. Okay. And yes. then more uh, reviews. I got you. And we get four yeah. total. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. Gotcha. I was unaware of the format. <coughs> I've, and okay. I've done, no, I've done this, this before. before. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. If this movie were willing to really embrace the connection between possession and allure of gender defiance, it would be a much better film. Gender defiance. Possession and gender Still sounds like Evil Dead, right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Evil Dead. Uh, no Evil Dead. Not this was a splat, by the way. Okay, bad. Possession and gender defiance. I feel like uh, no. Is it? It's not Paranormal Activity. 
I'm not going to say anything until you buzz in with an actual answer. Is it La La Rona? Is that a possession movie? Uh, I mean, The Conjuring is not bad because that is. Oh, it's not a series, though. You need like a series franchise. Um, But the gender, the gender. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Is anybody bald, like a possessed bald chick? Yeah. Or a guy (laughs) in a skirt? (laughs) (laughs) It would be more helpful if they were bald. (laughs) Or a guy in a skirt. Um, all right. A head, a headscarf. I need to guess in ten seconds. I don't and know. Not for. I'm not trying to rush you. We just got to keep the audio interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Can we just take air. a buzzer? I want another. Uh, the Conjuring, I guess. Yeah. The Conjuring. That is incorrect. Yeah. Okay. It, is it the first movie in the franchise that we're trying to think of? I'll give you that. Yeah, it is. Okay. okay. I feel like that was because it said in the later in, like installments of the franchise, it mm-hmm. did this, that, and the other thing. So I I, th- I think it's safe to assume yeah. we're dealing with the first movie of the franchise, if that helps. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so the next review, another splat. This movie has a lot going for it, but sadly it's brought down too much by its silly and poorly executed final act which quashes the film's momentum and has it stumbling too much as it tries to reach the finish line. Is this serious? <laughs> oh, it might be. Yeah. You fuck. We agree. That's I mean, I don't know. You agree with what? Right? Insidious. Insidious. Yeah. It is insidious. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Ian. <laughs> nice job, guys. <laughs> it is insidious i thought i was gonna get a point there but Nick snatched away i feel like you, <laughs> four I guesses feel like, might be too much <laughs> i feel like Three you should get number. one point and or no we should get one point and you should get three points or something like i feel like yeah, yeah for, oh you know what i mean like it should be like a, if yeah. you don't get it by then you get like or two and two or something kind of like how we did uh the trivia game with jake mm-hmm. Because I'm at a bit of a disadvantage here. Yeah, absolutely. You're, right. you're giving us too much rope, and we're gonna hang you with it. <laughs> All right, this is a fresh review. Okay. More proof of concept of this film's director slash writer. I think. I think I'm pretty sure it's director. More proof of concept of this director's capacity to embark on a directional career than cohesive narrative. This movie is more interested in its villains in homages to quintessential texts from this director's past. Bold, gritty, and often quite gross. So like a better movie than, in their opinion, than what the director has done in the past? Mm. Is that what it's saying? Villain? What's it's a it's a positive rating, but the blurb is a bad like it's it's kind of like what I'm. It was a three point five out of five that they gave it, so yeah. it kind of barely, it it barely got there. I thought they were um, more obsessed with the villain and that it's gross and that it's also similar to their previous work, which was text. Oh no! Wait, what? No text, like text from their past like quintessential texts from their past 
like text isn't a movie it's like like a like a book like quintus like it gives a story from their past yeah like almost like it's like um it's a movie that instead of focusing on a cohesive narrative it's more focusing on the villains and almost like i guess what i would call like inside jokes from the director Oh, or, or I like thought you meant like that are, they had a writing career before that or something. Not that I know of, but I don't know. They could. Hmm. Like a, oh. I feel like anybody were. Uh, I I don't have a guess. I don't know. Just throw one out there. I don't have a guess. So you can do I mean, like so, yeah, something trick. else that they have done in the past. Uh. Saw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Saw is not it. The we, next we just didn't review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this director's directorial debut is arguably his coolest looking and most stylish outing, but it contains all of his signature downfalls. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre with all the trashy elements cranked to 11 and no attempts at plot or character development. Oh, so he's uh, a know. directorial debut. Oh, I know what it is. What is it? It's House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, it is House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, nice. Shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Job. That was a good. That was a good like leading between what? two reviews. What was the first clue of that? Yeah, I feel like that'll help hearing that. Um, the first clue was find it here. That it was gross. more proof of concept of zombies capacity to embark on a directional career than cohesive narrative house of a thousand corpses is more interested in its villains and homages to quintessential text from zombies past yep. old gritty uh, and often quite gross yep. that's Holy. why you stumbled over writer and director mm. yes yeah because I, I couldn't remember gotcha. yeah i think he was both yeah 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 mm-hmm. yep. the next one this is a positive review. A really unique horror film about urban legends. They really don't make movies like this anymore, focusing more on atmosphere and tension rather than cheap jump scares. Some college students are working on a thesis about urban legends and are investigating a murder related to one. I really like this one, except for the ending. Felt out of place and tackled on or tacked on. Giving so candy yeah, man? any Just... yeah, an urban legend movie. Yeah. Blair Witch. Oh. Huh? Well, I guess yeah. I guess Candyman isn't college kids. No. no, I mean like it sounds like either what what Jake said, or it sounds like urban legend. Urban legend. I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is so dumb. You didn't do I urban legend, did you? Is that your guess? Yeah, that's no. my guess. Okay. No, it's not Urban Legend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, okay. We, we burn one. There. That's fine. <clears throat> this movie offers a plot. Oh, this is a positive rating. This movie offers a plot riddled with narrative ambiguities that are never fully resolved. All is a spur to the hooked viewer to spread their own take on this myth. And so to keep it alive. Blender Man? Oh, but it said that they don't be... make movies about like this anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah true. Could, good point. Good point. 
Oh yeah, because it could be that is urban legend. Well, hooked sounds like it sounds um, like a candy man. Sounds yeah. like it's candy man, or it's but it's costume. So Blair, oh, what? I don't know. What about Jeepers Creepers? I've exhausted my guess, but my guess would be Blair Witch. I guess doesn't Jeepers but, Creepers but use I a hook? Yeah. <laughs> or somebody like- use it? Oh no no! What I know what you did last summer. Oh, <laughs> but is that an urban legend? No, they just kill someone. Yeah, but he's got a hook. He does have a hook. The ice pick <laughs> thing. That's crazy. I'm just rattling away. I do think I'm thinking Blair Witch Two right now. The second one. No, blue. Uh, 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 as well. I got it. Blair Witch. Yeah. Me, me as well. You're guessing Blair Witch. Yeah. It's the Blair Witch. That is not correct. Yeah. The drama in its story is put before its horror ingredients, making it one of the best films around. It's a psychological horror film with captivating social commentary. Still sounds like Candyman. What'd you say? Can you say that again? The drama in its story is put before its horror ingredients, making it one of the best films around. It's a psychological horror film with captivating social commentary. Ian, what do you think? Uh... <laughs> is it Slender Man? And they just... <laughs> no. I... Be... Uh, yeah, what... I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Me neither. It's not Slender Man. Oh. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> Thanks. I feel bad about this one, so I'm just going to give you the last, the last clue and you'll okay. get it from this. Okay. Um, the film not only gave us Tony Todd's uh, oh. so dulcet tone t- titular oh. character, it attempted to tackle race, class, in a- Jesus Christ, it attempted to tackle race, class, inequality, and gentrification in a progressive way at a time when it wasn't fashionable. You're called students. I can like Candyman. Yeah, we should have thought Candyman immediately. Like we should have guessed. But you did. You kept saying it, <laughs> like, but you didn't like, like, put it in as the. Yeah, yeah I thought that guess. that was, was like it, her job. I've never, I didn't think she was a college. I've never student. seen the movie, so I can't tell yeah. if what these reviewers are saying is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> me, yeah, me neither. No, I have no, no clue. Students. I I don't think of them as college students because I think of her as more of a mom. Yeah. Because more of mom what that become. actress is in. Besides yeah, kids in college, I understand mm-hmm. that. Night why. school? You <laughs> never heard of it? They, they just seem like she seems like a grown ass woman in the movie. Yeah, she's she, she she is technically in the movie. She is a college student. Yeah, you're going to college. Great. You're you're a grown ass woman, and that's all my, my college God. moms out you're there. Missing the, what I'm saying? She, <laughs> no, no, no. She looks like she's in her 30s or <laughs> she, something, but she, she's she not. No, I got it. I got it. Like the actress might be. I don't know. You can see that though that she kind of looks like she's in her eighties though. So yeah, you know, Jake. Jake likes some. He's like, if they're not young, they're old. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I didn't mean that. I feel like you won that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I because that was you still got it at that was the fourth one or whatever. I am definitely gonna workshop this game some more. It's but fun though. I like it. I hope that the the, the listeners uh, were able to, you know, maybe get stumped a little bit. I'm sure yeah. somebody who maybe is a more casual horror fan wouldn't have known as much. Yeah. Um, and I hope that you're playing along at home. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is this is a fun one to do. Watch you're touching in... yourself while you're playing it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh everyone you get wrong you have to tug a little harder oh you know and uh. eventually you'll lose all sensitivity and and you'll, fuck. It'll, you'll circumcise yourself yep. <laughs> and the nurse will That's a, you'll take you'll the, get uh, it and be like nice the bun off That's the our goal here you'll get a blister yeah yeah. <laughs> we're not stopping until we have 100 circumcised men in america yeah. we're just moils <laughs> the way god intended mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so do is that oh. it or do we have another yeah one? yeah we're, we're, at, we're at two hours we're gonna stop it there cool that's the movie cool. that's the game let's, let's go the wheel all right so uh our patreon pick this week uh is katie and ian informs me that she wants silent hill so that's going on the wheel mm. allegedly all right i don't i don't even think there's it. a wheel <laughs> emily yours is um infinity pool infinity pool does everyone right. have is that dead is that a deadpool movie no. What movie is that? <laughs> you, can, you can think There's it is. Is that so many? Like a, it sounds like a Marvel. There's a any of them. Does everyone have Amazon to watch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, do. I think I can find it's on way. Amazon, right? I think Infinity. I think it's Hulu. Oh, does everyone have Hulu? I could be wrong though. I got. I got almost everything. And if I don't, it, it'll be like a couple bucks to rent it. I just don't want to like go overboard. Because what did I say I was going to do earlier today? Oh, yeah. Uh, you wanted. You <laughs> talked about Michael hands. Oh yeah, I want to do idle hands, but it's not anywhere. We'll wait till closer to Halloween. Okay. okay. We work that's, hard here. That's still my guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna keep keep with Infinity Pool? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jake or uh, Ian, you did the autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep that. Okay. Uh, Ryan, yours is Chillerama. You you told me you keep it. Okay. Oh, it's on there until it uh, gets picked. Jake, Perfect. yours is high tension. Mm-hmm. Yep, leaving it. Keep it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do because I got to change it because mine was this American Werewolf. So I'm going to do Evil Dead Rise. Nice. Nice, dude. Mm. Hell yeah. Oh, right. that's that spook that spook meter up. Yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to watch the old ones so I can watch the new one. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. now you have to watch all three. If I know. Well, yeah. And I, I, that's kind of, I was kind of holding back on it because I was like, Ryan and like none of them have seen the rest of them. Um, but you don't, it's a formula. Yeah. It's, they find a book, okay. they read the book, yeah. uh, demons come out. You, know? yeah. you can watch them in any order. Yeah, you Boilers. Go, you, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you can watch, yeah. You can watch them in reverse order if you'd like. It doesn't really matter. You really should utilize that sound more often. I think that's funny. I don't have time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing the walkthrough. I can't pull it up. <laughs> Do you know how many more ums and ahs I would do if I was also trying to do soundboard? <laughs> Wait on one second. <laughs> All right. Let's well, go. let's spin the wheel. <laughs> That's the sound of the wheel spinning. And the winner is fucking Chillerama. All right. Yes. Oh, no. Wins. I'm so happy on something uh, that's not hereditary. I've never heard this movie before. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me. What? We're all gonna hate it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, can you read the synopsis? It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> I'm excited. 
It's not even coming up on IMDb. I, 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 don't, oh, well, I don't know how to look it up because it's called Chill Arama. I got it. I, it's Chill Arama. Um, Chill Arama. Chick fil A. Uh, Storyline It's the closing night at the last drive in theater in America. And Cecil B. Kaufman has planned the ultimate marathon of lost film prints to unleash upon its faithful cinephile patrons four films so rare that they have never been exhibited publicly on American soil until this very night with titles like Wadzilla, I Was a Teenage Werebear, The Diary of Anne Frankenstein, and Zombie Movie. Amazing. Chillerama not only celebrates the gold age of drive-in B horror shock, but also spans over four decades of cinema with something for every bad taste. It's going to be a shit movie, Yay. but probably hilarious, and I can't yeah, wait. We haven't it's, seen a shitty movie yet. It's I on Tubi, like. so... On Tubi, great. <laughs> Let's do it. Nice genres are action, comedy, horror, and sci fi. Horror's third, it starts with action. Horror's third, horror's <laughs> third, action's first. That counts, that counts. Perfect. <laughs> All, All right. right, sick. So, we will see you next right. week. We'll around. We will see you next week. <laughs> With Chillerama. Bye. Bye. With Chillerama, dude. I can't fucking wait.